The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 96. Talk about smarter social media with Brandy Gar. Brandy Gar is a luxury event planner, thought leader, educational speaker, and host of the She Who Dares podcast. As a lifelong lover of all things events, Brandy spent seven years as a corporate event planner with the prestigious Gaylord Hotels brand before opening her own event consulting firm. Blush by Brandy Gar and 11 events by Blush have quickly become known for their over-the-top events and high-touch standard of customer service. Brandy is passionate about teaching new and aspiring entrepreneurs her exact strategies in growing two six-figure businesses. She provides expert tools for those who are ready to make their side hustle into a full-time passion. Brandy's goal is to help new businesses beat the stats by starting with a success-minded focus. And today, Brandy, my new clubhouse friend, is here with us to talk about smarter social media, specifically how to work smarter and not harder. And I know you've heard that buzzword before, but legit, guys, go grab a pen, grab a notebook, grab your coffee, because we are going to talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hey, friends. If you're anything like me, right now you are likely overwhelmed with a slew of inquiries, bookings, meetings, venue visits, and hopefully life looks a little bit closer to what quote unquote normal was. But there might be a voice at the back of your head that won't leave you alone that's asking, is this all there is? Please know that you're not alone. After a year of not really working or working on things we couldn't control, and also loving time that you got with yourself, your spouse, your kids, your dogs, your cat, your home, you might be starting to wonder, what else is out there for me? Well, when I had that same feeling a million years ago, I took a deep dive into Marie Forleo's B-School. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for any stretch of time, you know I love Marie. And this year, she's teaching a B-School summer session, which she never does. So I'm here to tell you all about it. In fact, I'm going to do an entire bonus episode all about my relationship with B-School. B-School, by the way, stands for business school, which I didn't go to. <laughs> I went to Marie's B-School. Today, I want to invite you to Marie's free three-part video series, Six Essential Steps to a Thriving, Profitable Business. It is so worth the few minutes to dive in. Even if you don't think you're right for B-School, Marie has so much amazing knowledge to give us. Check it out at reneedallow.com forward slash B-School. That's reneedallow.com forward slash B-School. Now on with today's show. 
Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your extremely caffeinated host, Renee Dallow, and I am joined today by the lovely and talented Brandy Gar. Hey. Miss Brandy. Yes, how are you? Good, good. I'm so excited to be here today. This is going to be a lot of fun. I've listened for a long time, Renee. So, yay. Oh, it. that makes me so happy. Well, I'm happy to have you here, mostly just because I love you, but also <laughs> because this specific topic or this specific angle on the social media topic, I think is long overdue. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. So, today we're talking about how to work smarter not harder on your social media. And right before I pressed record, Brandy and I were talking about how we both actually like social media. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't mind doing it, right? I really don't. But I think it's only because I've finally figured out kind of a system to it. And for me, I, I, I did hate social media for years and years and years, but it's a necessary part of business. And so I really was like, I've got to figure out how to not hate this so much because in all reality, you can outsource a lot of pieces of it, but if you're not super involved in your own social media, it doesn't feel authentic and it's not going to convert the way that you want it to. So you have to be able to get your hands a little dirty in it, no matter what. I agree. I mean, here's a, here's an interesting like viewpoint that I have for social media. So a lot of the time that we were on lockdown, I didn't do my Instagram. Mm -hmm. I went weeks without <laughs> without like without posting I would yeah. be on there engaging like I would like my friends posts and I would you know be on watching everyone's stories and reels like I was doing that part of it um but I wasn't really posting to my feed at all just because at some point I ran out of content right mm -hmm. I had no more weddings to post or or according to my mindset right I was like <laughs> well these are all old I can't post them and then I I don't know I just felt inspired one day to like sit down and I'm just gonna schedule out like two weeks of posts Mm -hmm. The engagement that I got on those posts after being gone for so long was surprising because I thought like no one's going to notice that I'm not around. No one's going to care. It's fine. But then once I started posting, everyone was like, wow, you're back. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. And that's what right. made me realize that like whether we love it or hate it, whether you're in the mood for it or not, whether you think you have the right content mm -hmm. or not you got to do it because it's part of our jobs now for better or for worse. Yeah. And one thing that I think I love so much about it that either it's changed or my mindset has changed. I'm not really sure which one, but it, it really is so, even Instagram is so much more real than it used to be. You know, it used to be that you had to post at the perfect time, the perfect caption with the perfect <laughs> right. hashtags and right. it all had to be like a science. And now it's kind of like, I mean, you can look at my grid anytime. I'm like, I don't really care what my grid looks like. Like, I just right. want it to be authentic and I want it to be me and I want to be able to connect with people on it. And if COVID taught us nothing, it's that social media can keep us connected in a really real way when we can't connect in person. So I'm a big fan of social media. I mean, you and I have never met in person. We've met right. on Clubhouse, right? Which That's is a right. social media platform. So it's just really interesting to me. I think when your mindset is that it can be great, uh, I think it just really changes the way that you look at it instead of following all the rules. Yeah, I agree. I also, you know, I think too, I'm glad we're past that point where like everyone's feeds are curated to be black and white. Oh in a, in a, remember that in a specific yeah. aspect ratio. And it was so restricting. And I think now I agree with you. We're getting to the point now where people feel a lot more free to express themselves in whatever way that that feels suitable. 
I mean, I'll say for myself, I used to have a, I used to be on my big high horse about I only pro post professional photos, right? Mm -hmm. I only post photos to my grid that can be credited um, to my photographers, but yeah. I have, I have three Instagram accounts now. It's a whole thing. <laughs> um, and the other day on my Renee Dallow account, which is my education account. And I post a lot more like not personal, personal stuff, but more like of me, like my face. Yeah. Um, I posted a selfie that I took in a <laughs> a bathroom mirror um at in beverly hills at the beverly hills hotel because i was wearing these new glasses and i was really like kind of feeling it i just took the photo for myself i didn't yeah. think that i would post it and then i was like actually this is cute i want to talk about how i'm wearing glasses now because maybe people who've known me or followed me like have no idea that i have really bad eyesight and i for years i've been wearing contacts and um you know in the pandemic i i switched over to glasses so now i have like a whole i have an assortment of glasses anyway the <laughs> point was it was a fairly personal post it had nothing to do with business yeah um i put it on my renee dallo account and like it went off like gangbusters people were telling me their own stories of when they started wearing glasses as a kid and the eyeglass line that i tagged liked it and commented like it was a it was a thing it was a moment and i just felt like oh that's what we're, that's what it's for like having people really get to know you more and really telling their stories as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, I even, I have a student right now. Um, I do a lot of coaching with wedding planners and she is, I, it's like, I, I feel like I'm trying to break this mindset with her. And, and I do this a lot is it's not about the rules. Stop getting caught up. I, in I have to post seven times of stories a day and I have to engage for 10 minutes before I post. And because when you try to follow all of those rules, it gets so overwhelming. You just stop posting at all, or you just stop doing it at all. And I can't tell you how many people will say that to me. And it's almost comical to me that a lot of what I teach now is social media. I will tell you right now from the beginning, I don't teach social media because I've studied Instagram for years. I teach it in a way that's like, listen, we're business owners. We are busy. We have a thousand other things that we need to be doing. And social media is one aspect of that. You have to make it easy and simple. And it has to have the highest return for the time you invest in it as possible. And then you need to get out and go do the rest of your business. So that's really what I want everybody to kind of hear is like, it can be fun and it should be. And you should be able to engage in a way that feels authentic to you and, and kind of throw the rules out the window. And I promise it's going to start really providing a, a bigger return than if you just try to follow all the rules. Yeah, I love that. The rules can go F themselves. Oh frankly. my gosh. I hate it. I just did a post about it yesterday. I was like, please stop telling me the correct number of times to post and what time <laughs> of day to post. Like, screw it. It's so frustrating. So yeah, for me too. And you know, it's funny because like, I know the perfect time for me on my personal account is to post a reel between five and 6 PM. Well, some days I'm not, I'm busy between five and 6 PM. Right. And so I've right. even noticed with myself, I'll have a reel ready to go, ready to post. The only thing I have to do is push post. And I still forget because I'm busy. I'm a mom. I have three kids. Like, and so I've started to realize I can't wait to, to have the perfect time. Sometimes you just got to get it up because then you end up just not doing it at all. So that's what I want people to hear. Yeah. Also, like when Instagram changed over from chronological to mm -hmm. whatever they're doing now, the algorithm, <laughs> yeah. I feel like didn't it? didn't that sort of go away as of like the optimum time? Like they're going to show your stuff to whoever they want to, whatever yeah. they want to. Right. Yeah. Especially with reels too. It's like, you know, the, the more you post, the more consistently you post and they can start to see who wants to see your stuff. Cause that's the whole point. I don't know if you guys have 
ever scrolled reels, but man, they can suck you in for like hours, <laughs> they really can. right? They really can. And, and there's a reason for that. It's because Instagram is only showing you what they think you're going to want to keep scrolling for. What shows up in my reels feed is not what shows up in my husband's reels feed. We'll see two totally different things. The algorithm works in a way that it wants to show you what you want to see. So the more as a creator or business owner, you post consistently and consistently to the same audience, it's going to start to understand who wants to see your stuff. And it's going to keep pushing that out and showing it. So yeah, it really doesn't necessarily matter what time you post it, you know, especially with reels too, because they'll go viral, you know, weeks from now, who the heck right. knows? Yeah. That's funny. My husband was looking over my shoulder the other day and I was watching reels. I'm really into skincare. Like I'm a big skincare oh, nerd. Okay. And so I follow all of those <laughs> estheticians, skincare people, you know, skin by Hiram, like I'm on all of their feeds. And he literally said like, how many makeup videos are you watching? And I was like, it's not makeup, it's skincare. <laughs> but also like it was endless. There was an endless amount of oh, them. Sure. And, and he literally had no, he like, didn't even know that part of the internet existed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and that's the algorithm friend yeah. because they're showing you stand up comics and they're showing me skincare. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. It's my husband has a lot of like fails videos and comedians yeah. <laughs> and silliness. And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. I've got like, for some reason I have babies, a ton of babies. I'm like, listen, I am not on that train anymore. So stop showing <laughs> me pregnant people, <laughs> but a lot of babies and weddings. So I've got to stop watching the baby videos so that they'll come off of my feed. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, she doesn't want those anymore. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk about, we have so many things to talk about. I know, I know. Tell me, tell me about the concept of anchor content. Yeah, so anchor content is really, for me, what's kind of helped me to be able to post consistently. And so what that looks like for, for most wedding professionals is gonna be a blog. And for just for an example, for me personally as a coach, it's my podcast. And so I use my podcast as anchor content. But if you don't have a podcast, most wedding professionals listening to the show, it's going to be your blog. And I don't know if you guys have ever been like me, but I actually shut my blog off on my website. Um, I just turned it back on about maybe two years ago, just shy of two years ago, because I got to the point where I was like, we are writing these blogs. They are so time consuming. You know, it has to be perfect. It has to be all SEO'd out. It has to have all the rules, right? And no one read it. it. No one, literally, we could track the analytics and it would be like three people click through to your blog and you're like, what the heck? And so I was like, I don't wanna do it if I'm not gonna do it well or if it's not gonna return on investment. So I'm just gonna stop doing it. So we took it off. And for a thousand reasons, you guys know that's a terrible idea, but but I, I didn't want people going to my website and seeing that my blog was six months old. And right. so we just took it off. But then we started focusing on social media and we tried everything, you guys. Like we tried everything. We outsourced it. Then we had an intern do it. Then we had someone in-house do it. And for a myriad of reasons, it was always challenging at best. You know, like we, our interns, great as they would try, they would post this beautiful picture and it would just say something like timeless as the caption. And I'm like, oh. what on earth? Like, what, yeah, no. What are we trying to get people to do from this? So when I really started focusing on, okay, what is the point of social media? Like, what is the whole point of me being on it as a business owner? I'm not trying to get 100,000 followers. I'm not trying to become an influencer. I just want to create more sales from my social media. So how do I do that? So I started really thinking about it as like, 
okay, if I think about it as a funnel, right? We hear funnels all the time. Social media is really a funnel. It's a it's a way for new people to find you, which is typically through reels is going to be how new people are going to find you. And then you're going to get those new people to your profile and you're going to feed them all kinds of great information, right? On your um, Instagram grid. And then you're going to push them over to your blog. You're wanting to push them over to get them to your website so that they can see all the things you do and how amazing you are. And so your blog is really going to be that anchor content, meaning that let's say you write a blog um, that's educational. It might be, you know, the top three things you need to remember to pack on wedding day. And it's a simple blog. You know, you keep it simple. But now all of your content that week that you're posting on social media is going to be a version of pushing them to that blog. So what does that look like? So if your blog is that you're going to, you know, three things to not forget to pack on your wedding day, then when you post the the first caption on Instagram, it could be a carousel post, right? And so the title slide is going to be the title of your blog. The next three slides are going to be the three tips that you provided, like just the titles of them. And then the last slide would be like, you know, save this for later or share with an engaged friend. You got to tell them what to do. And then in the caption, you're going to say, hey, go read our blog for more information. Click the link in our bio. Okay. So now you've shared it once, but one time sharing it on social media isn't going to get you all the eyes, right? And so let's say the next day you're going to maybe make a reel, same exact topic, literally the same topic, but now you're, you're focusing on short form video. And so you want to make sure that people can um, see that same blog, but you're going to tell them like, Hey, here's three things not to forget on your wedding day. And you're going to hold these things up, or you're going to point to words on the screen or whatever you want to do with that. And then let's say, you know, uh, day three, you're going to post on your Instagram and it's going to be just like a beautiful image from a wedding. It could be those incredible detail shots where they've got like the perfume and the, and the invitation and the garter and all the things laid out. Right. And so you've got this beautiful picture from a wedding and it's again, the same thing. It says something like, do you want to have beautiful detail photos like this on your wedding day? Don't forget these three items. Um, on your wedding, to pack on your wedding day, go read our blog for what they are. Like it's really all the same information that you're putting out, but you're putting it out in different ways. The challenge we kind of get caught up with as, um, as wedding professionals, especially is that we think we have to create new content every single day. It's like, well, if I'm going to post three times a week, I have to create three new pieces of content. Plus I have to create a blog. Like, how do I do that? And in reality, all you really need to do is create one piece of anchor content every single week that has a lot of value to it. It needs to be something that people really need to know, you know, how to, you know, choose a length of veil, how to, how to, um, you know, plan your alterations, whatever it's going to be that you're an expert in. But then all of your content that week needs to be in different ways and then push back to that same anchor content. And the whole point is that, if you can get them to read the blog on your website, guess what? Now they're on your website. Yeah. Now they can see all the services that you offer and why you're amazing and why they should book a consultation with you. And so that's kind of, that's really the point of having the anchor content. I mean, this is really for everyone listening, who's thinking like, Oh my God, this is really market. This is just marketing. You guys yeah. like, <laughs> this is just how we market and how to do it with Instagram and how to do it with intention. So like, I already know, I could already hear, I already hear you guys through the internet telling me, 
well, this sounds like a lot of work. Uh So how do you accomplish this? Like, are you batching? Are you outsourcing? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the workflow? Yeah, so we do. So batching is going to be the most important thing. So when we look at it with our team, so I have two different Instagram accounts, not quite three like Renee. That's, I don't know. It's madness. I don't know. We got to, I got to figure it out. It's too many. I don't know how you do it, but (laughs) you already make my head spin. So, um, so my planning company, Blush, has an Instagram account and then I have my business Instagram, my coaching. And so with both of those, we plan our content a month in advance. So, and really it's more than that because like we're the first week of June, we plan all of July's content. So that's kind of how we work on it. How we do that is we first go through and we pick the four blog topics. So for both of my companies, we blog once a week. Now, I think I'm here to tell you guys the most important thing about everything I'm going to say today is be consistent. If you can't make four blogs a month, please don't do it. Just do two. Pick, you know, do every other week. It's totally fine. Or one a month, whatever it is for you. But for us, it's one per week. And so we go through and we first pick the four blog topics that we're going to post about, that we're going to write about. And so I do have a team. And so we do have somebody take each of those blogs and write about it. Here's what's really cool, though. If you don't have a team, which a lot of my students don't, right? Here's what's really cool. You could do a real wedding. Let's say you do one real wedding a week or a month. And then another one could be um, an educational blog that someone else writes for you. So for instance, it could be that you want to um, do a blog about how to best prepare for your hair and makeup trial right? Or something like that. And so you go to a partner vendor of yours that's a hair and makeup artist and you say, hey, I'd love to feature you on my blog. Would you be able to write a blog for us? Here's what we're expecting. Three tips or five tips, however many you have. Could you write it for us? And then we'll feature you on our blog. Well, they just wrote a blog for you. <laughs> and and now you're going to get the link backs from them and you're going to, you know, you're going to share all that wonderful Instagram juice. And yes. so that's a really easy way to have another blog um, that you can use in your anchor content that you don't even have to write. So we do that too. We look for ways to feature our vendors. And then we always consider what are one or two things that we want to write about that we want you know, our couples to know, what do we want them to understand? And so, so, you know, it can be a myriad of different things, but here's a tip for you guys. If, if anybody's out there going, there's no way I have this much creative energy. Like I cannot possibly think of all the things to write about. Here's a tip. I keep a note in my phone as does most of my staff. And when we're at a wedding or we're with a client at a vendor meeting or whatever, and something comes up where we're like, oh my gosh, every single client does this. Why can we not get it through their heads that this is not the right thing to do? We write it down as an idea in our phone of something to blog about. And so now it can be like, you know, we just did one recently about how to use a cathedral veil for an outdoor wedding, like tips to do that, because we had a bride totally get wrapped up in her cathedral veil in a windy day. <laughs> and so we were like, <laughs> that's it. a great thing to blog about. And yes. so those are that's an easy way to think about what your blogs are. So the first thing that you're going to do is fill in all your blog topics. Okay. And so then you can either assign them to a copywriter. If you hire a copywriter for your team, that's an easy VA that you can hire, or you can just write them yourself. Um, and then you're going to then fill in from there. So the way I do it, the way our team does it is we know every single day, what kind of post is going to go up. So, um, on Mondays, we're going to post a reel. So our blog goes up on Friday. Sorry. On Friday, our blog goes up on Monday. We're going to post a reel about that same blog 
On Wednesday, we're going to post a graphic about that same blog. And then on Fridays is when we post the blog with the carousel post. So we already know, okay, we've got the blog written. Now we just need to make a reel about it. We need to find one image that goes with it for our image post. And then we need to make the graphics for the carousel post. And when you have a system for it, when you can kind of just see it, and instead of sitting down at your computer to batch a month of content, you're just staring at the computer. When you have like a system and you're like, okay, now I know what I'm trying to do. It makes it so much easier to go to creation phase to create those different things. Yeah. And if you already have like a Canva template for the carousel, yes. like you already, it, it feels, you know, it, it, it also, I can understand how people listening who don't do anything like this feel like it's daunting, but mm -hmm. once you have the structure in place and the workflow in place, then it just feels like something that you do just like you, you know, answer your emails or mm -hmm. log into aisle planner. Like it's all the same energy. It is absolutely. And that's really, that's kind of how it became so simple for me was because, you know, a lot of people listening, we are type A personalities, right? We've got uh -huh. that, that kind of like, <laughs> there needs to be a system. It needs to work. And for me, once I was able to create a system that made sense to me, I was like, this isn't so daunting. I, you know, you sit down at your computer, you've got time blocked on your calendar that says content creation for two hours, and you just stare into an abyss. And <laughs> it's like the worst feeling. And, yeah. and, but when you see that you have a system and you're like, okay, the first step I need to do is just create these four blogs or these two blogs, whatever it is that you're going to create. And you start doing those. And then the next step is just, okay, wait, now I'm going to make all the reels to go with those blogs and you batch them all at once and you just save them into your phone. It really does help you to kind of understand how to break it down. And I, I mean, I love it. It's helped us so much to be consistent. And what I want you guys to kind of hear is consistency will trump every single time, every single time. If you are consistent in your social media, I promise you it will not be tomorrow. It will not be tomorrow, but it will, you will start to all of a sudden see the same people coming back. They're going to start to become warm leads. They're going to start to engage with you and comment and DM. And that's where you can start to sell people. Um, and two, even as wedding pros, you have to think about it you know, you might have somebody following you and engaging with you that maybe already got married and you think, oh, I'm defeated. Like that was a past client, but that past client is remembering you. They're seeing you in their, oh, yeah. they're sharing with their engaged friends. Right. So it's so important to stay top of mind and consistent. Yeah. 100%. I mean, almost all of my business is referral at this point mm -hmm. and and they're all from past clients and vendor partners. And when I'm more active on social, I get more I get more inquiries from those people because they're like, oh, yeah, Renee. Oh, yeah. yeah, my friend just got engaged. Oh, yeah, I love her. Like they remember that they love you because they see a photo of your dog or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's so crazy. I think we also forget how we're so close to our own genius that we forget that there's so many like silly things that we deal with every single weekend that people don't know. It's like simple things like, you know, if you're using place cards, please make sure to alpha or escort cards, make sure to alphabetize them, not put them by table, like little right. things that can, that clients don't know, brides, grooms, couples, they just don't know. And so yeah. we make reels and blogs about things sometimes we think are so silly and we get the most engagement on it. Like people are like, Oh my gosh, I never would have known this. Thank you so much. Um, 
we did a reel recently where we were talking about, like we were totally poking fun at terrible best man toast. But then <laughs> in the caption, we actually gave three tips on how to make a really great, um, you know, best man or maid of honor toast. And I cannot tell you how many people reached out to us and, and either DM'd us or commented and were like, these are such great tips. I'm sharing them with my maid of honor. I'm sharing them with my best man. And I'm like, oh, I love that. That's amazing. So we forget that it's really simple. It's what It's just what you already know. Yeah. And I also think we all have to remember too, that like when we approach our social media as being of service to our potential clients, that it changes the mindset too, right? Yeah. It stops feeling so self-centered and it's way more about how can I serve this community of people who might not know that they even need me yet. All right. So that is a perfect natural segue into the next thing I want to talk to you about, which is definitely something I have been working on, which is showing my face more on social media. Brandy, <laughs> why is it so important? Oh my gosh, this is so important because think about it. Who do you follow, right? Who do you follow? Do you follow um, brands? Are you following like people who are just kind of cold and posting graphics? No, you probably don't mm. even remember what accounts do that because you literally yeah. aren't following them. But you you buy from people that you know and you like and you trust. And I know we hear that all the time and we know it to be true. But you have to be able to create that authentic relationship. And I think when people hear us say, you need to show up authentically, here's what that does not mean. Um, I have a really good friend in the industry, and she is happy to show up with a top bun, no makeup. You know, that's her authentic self. Like she has four kids, and she is always kind of running around doing a thousand things. And that's perfect for her. What that does not mean that you have to show up that way. I personally wouldn't ever show up that way because that isn't authentic for me. I wouldn't even go yeah. to the grocery store that way. And so, <laughs> and her and I have talked about this, so I'm not calling her out because yeah. I love kind of helping people to understand when I say authentic, that doesn't mean that you have to show up in a way that isn't on brand for you. Yeah. Or I, makes you feel uncomfortable. You correct. Know? Like I, I wouldn't do that. And, but it has to be on brand for you and you have to be you. And so, yeah. you know, it's funny because people also say to me like, oh, it's easy. Like you show up on, you know, you've shown up forever and it's easy for you. It's not easy for me. The first time I went live on Facebook, I literally went and threw up when I was done. Oh, I panicked. Oh, I was. I want to give you a hug. <laughs> I know. I was a complete wreck. And it took me just continuing to do it because I was like, if this is what I'm going to do, if I'm going to teach people online, I have to be able to connect with them online. Yes. And I had to just keep doing it. It didn't, it, it got easier as I went, but the first couple of times sucked. So like, if you feel like you're going to do it once or twice and be like, oh yeah, I got this now. It's not like that. But the more you do it, the more the, the easier it'll be. I can tell you now you could put a camera in front of my face at any time. I'd be like, what do you want to talk about? I'll talk about it for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a muscle like everything else. I know for me, I don't have any problem with a camera pointed in my face when it's a video, right? Mm -hmm. I can talk forever and ever. Live Instagram doesn't bother me. It's still photos of me. I have a lot of anxiety about still photos. In fact, I'm doing a photo shoot on Sunday. Uh, with my friend Amber and I literally went into a deep dive to be like I'm researching poses with two women and she's like you're really overthinking this and I was like I'm not because once someone points a camera in my face I become like a like a wooden statue where I'm just like what do I do what do I do with myself yeah and yeah. and that is something that I, I have been working on as well and, and I know 
you know, people have, it's funny that it's something I'm working on yet. People have said to me, like, you have so many photos of yourself. And it's like, okay, well, pre pandemic times, <laughs> one of my goal was, was to do a photo shoot, like every month, like a little mini shoot of myself, because I was trying to train myself, just yeah. like you said, out of that muscle of like, I hate photos of myself. Like that is, that is a mindset that does not serve an entrepreneur in this day and age. Nope. So of course the pandemic hit and I did not do, I did one photo shoot, one little <laughs> mini photo shoot, but, um, but in this deep dive that I did the other day, and the reason I want to bring this up is because um, I did a deep dive on YouTube as to like photo poses. And I found, I guess I, she's a photographer. I don't even really know. I don't really even know what she does, except that she has, she teaches something called um, advanced selfie. Her name, <laughs> is, her name is Sorel Amore. Okay. I'll link to her in the show notes. Yeah. And the reason I want everyone to go check her out is because she's literally making selfies into art. Like these photos are gorgeous and she's doing it herself, like literally with a tripod and an iPhone. Mm. And it just made me think that instead of me waiting for some photo shoot that I'm going to pay for and, and do all the things for it, like, couldn't I just, mm -hmm. right, just try looking at a few of her videos, seeing what I can make with my own camera? Because like as a planner and designer, I have a good eye, yeah. right? And and instead of getting all weirded out by someone else taking a photo of me, maybe the muscle that I need to build is just taking photos of myself. Yeah. It, Renee, you really hit the nail on the head for so many people that are listening. You know, don't wait for a photo shoot. One, it, it's expensive. If you're just starting out, it can be expensive. You know, I'm with you, Renee. Like, I love doing photo shoots. What I found most valuable for myself with getting in front of the lens was a ring light. I think yep. don't take a picture of yourself without a ring light. Like, <laughs> Agreed. Just don't do it. Especially um, at a certain age. The ring um, light is just very helpful. I'm yeah. with you. Yes. It helps so much. Um, so get a ring light. They're super inexpensive on Amazon. You know, get a good one. And then your iPhone. And the reason that it's important to do that and to maybe even have a remote or a timer is because you can really start to look at what poses you hate about yourself. So yeah. for instance, I have incredibly long skinny arms. They look like little like toothpicks sticking out from my body and it bothers me a lot. And so when I take pictures of myself, I'm able to see what poses make me feel beautiful and what poses make me feel like I have like phalanges sticking out from my body. And right. so when I do pose, when I'm out either, you know, when someone else is taking a picture of me or I do a photo shoot, now I'm aware of my body. And yes. so it helps me to be happier with the photos. And some of this can sound vain, right? But let's be realistic. You're not going to post photos of yourself if you don't like them. So, no, but, but I can I tell you this though? Here's an interesting little thing. So yeah. there are many, many, many photos of myself that I do not like and other people think are fine. Yeah. So during the pandemic, I had to really just like bite the bullet and be like, <laughs> okay, well, what are the, what, like, let me look at them again with fresh eyes to see like, do any of these feel less awful than they used to? <laughs> Right. I mean, that's being generous. Yeah. I posted a couple of photos that I did not like, and they got so many likes right. that I literally was like, what am I doing? Like, okay, I am apparently not a good arbiter of my own, like what looks good. <laughs> no, you're right. And But at the same time, right? Like if you, if you didn't love it, you had to, right? Because you were like, it's pandemic. I'm not doing my photo shoots. Like I'm just going to yeah. buckle up and I'm going to do it. Yeah. But if you felt great about those images. And it's funny because I even really try to teach this to my daughters because, you know, you, 
you want to be aware of what makes you feel beautiful. What poses make you feel great? Um, what, you know, what do you do with your arms? What, how do you stand to not make you, you know, if you don't like your midsection or you don't like a certain angle on your face, like know that about yourself. So I take a ton of photos of myself with my tripod and my iPod and my iPhone. I don't say that because I love photos of myself, but um, one, I need them for Instagram. And two, because I do want to be aware of what my body is doing. So to get one great image, I usually probably take 50. Um, But yeah, I think it's really important to just kind of know what you love and maybe what you don't like about your body because we're women. So like we all have something we hate. And that also goes, and then like, if you do that work, if you do the photos yeah. of yourself, that when you do go into a photo shoot situation, like mm-hmm. I remember this was a few years ago, but um, I was out in Denver, I was doing a conference and, you know, they were doing that, like, go get your headshot, like as part of like the gig yeah. as like being a speaker. And this girl was very sweet, but she, I knew she did not take a lot of photos of plus size ladies. Mm-hmm. And she kept wanting me to cross my arms over <laughs> my chest. And I finally just said, and I, and I kept saying, no. And then she's like, why don't you just do it? And I go, because it's unflattering to someone of my size. Oh. And she just kind of looked at me and I was like, I know what, I know what's, un- I mean, I might not know exactly what's the best, but I right. definitely know what's unflattering or what feels uncomfortable. And yeah. I think so many times when we get in front of a camera, we forget we have agency and we forget that we can say, I don't want to do that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and no, yeah, I think that's so important to just know your own body. Like for me, I don't love my smile but I love my laugh. And so I'm most of the time in all the pictures you'll ever see of me, I'm usually laughing because I don't, I feel like it's more genuine to my personality. And so it's just things you know about yourself, right? And it makes you able to do photo shoots a little bit better and just to just to show up in a way that makes you feel beautiful. Um, and so I think that that's really, really important. And, and two, same tips go for really video, you know, is, you know, like Renee said, she's super comfortable in front of video. I am now, but I didn't used to be. It's kind of, for me, I've found that going live, and I know this sounds completely ridiculous, but if you can go live instead of doing pre-recorded video, there's so much more forgiveness in live video. <laughs> oh, yes. So, like if you spit on camera, which I've done many times before. <laughs> or, have, yeah, of course. Yeah. Or if you say something stupid that you kind of wish you wouldn't have, you know, there's so much forgiveness in being like, well, we're live. You know, when you do pre-recorded, I feel like there's so much more pressure. So I would even encourage you to go live a couple times. You can always delete it. Remember that, that like if you hate it, you can always delete it and then try it again later. But if you loved it and you found that the information was valuable, leave it up on your page, go live on Instagram and put it on IGTV or go live on Facebook and leave it on your Facebook. Um, You can always delete it, but it really, you'll find that there's a lot of um, genuine authenticity in it and, and it makes you start to realize like, I can be real online. Like I can be real and it's okay. Yeah. And if you're nervous about doing a live, invite a friend to join yeah, you. That's a great it's, idea. Because that it's so much better to have someone to talk to. And, you know, <laughs> maybe you just pick a random topic that you both feel like you have something to say about. It doesn't have to be for anything, no. right? It can yeah, just it can be because it's be whatever. because it's Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I also, you know, just on the topic of um, putting yourself out there, you know, Jenna Kutcher a couple of years ago, and I'll link to it in the show notes. She, I think it was a podcast episode she did about, she did a 30 day challenge to herself. She just did it by herself. Mm-hmm. She challenged herself for 30 days to post nothing but photos of her face. Mm-hmm. 
and she gained like a million followers. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. It's something ridiculous. It probably wasn't a million, but like she really saw growth and she saw people paying attention. And she said by the end of those 30 days, she really felt like she had a much stronger platform because people really invested in her. Yeah. I, I I know that story as well. I love her. And it was super encouraging to me at a minimum three photo, three of my posts a week are my face. And it's not because I'm like, Ooh, I love my face, but let's be honest. I, I get way more engagement on those posts. So I can make, I can do a picture of me and it can have nothing to do with me, the caption, but it really gets people to stop their scroll. And so it's really, really helpful. The same thing in reels. Like we just did a 30 day reels challenge on my blush page to see what what kind of engagement we could get. And we did about 60% of them were me personally doing reels tips and then, or tips for wedding couples. And then the other 40% were like pictures from behind the scenes of weddings or, you know, different things from weddings and like more than 10 times the engagement on the ones of me doing reels tips, um, wedding tips on reels than, than the real weddings. It's because they want to see your face. They, they like, people like seeing you. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just fun. So yeah, get your face out there. It's so, so important. Oh, I love this. All right. So we talked about anchor content, which honestly, you guys, if you take nothing else away from this episode, which <laughs> there is many things to take away, consider your anchor content because it is such an accessible way to get your in, to get your social media out there in the world. Like, thank you for that gift, Brandy, because honestly, it makes it feel so easy. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I forgot to mention, I just want to make sure everybody kind of hears, because I don't want you to think like, well, that feels weird. I'm just saying the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you're doing. Marketing and sales statistics science shows us that people need to hear the same message. What is it? 12 times to be able to purchase. It's some ridiculous number. Yeah, it's a, and it's a number. only 6% of all of your followers ever see what you post. So if you post the same thing over and over, I'm not telling you to post the exact same thing. You guys, you've heard me say that, right? Like you're posting right. it in different ways, Yeah, but you're the people it, you're, you will be shocked at how many people are like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this. And you're like, I've literally posted about it four times this week. And well, so yeah. it's kind yeah. of interesting that stop overthinking it. And also go watch some of the people that are doing it. Like Jenna Kutcher is a great example of it. Like she does this constantly. Um, you can come to either one of my Instagram pages and if you pay attention, you'll notice, but because you're not paying attention to exactly how I post every single day, like we don't, um, right. you won't, you're not noticing. So it's just the same thing. Yeah. And, and this will just blanket reminder that like, although we think everyone knows what we do, they really <laughs> don't. don't. It's, I mean, even, even still to this day, I've been in business, I've been planning weddings for 13 years. I've been in Moxie Bright eight years. And I don't even know, five years, four years ago, five years ago, I started educating on day of coordination is not a thing. I still get emails going, do you offer day of coordination? You guys, <laughs> It, you have to talk about your stuff over and over and over and it's over again. so crazy. It, it feels like it's like ad nauseum, right? You're like, yeah. it, I, I honestly feel like if I even ever say anything about reels or social media, again, I'm going to just like pass out. But then people <laughs> come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I never knew that you taught about this. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it's it's interesting. Well, that's a great segue as well, Brandy. So tell everyone, tell, tell us what you teach, where we can find you, all the good stuff. Yeah. So I really focus on helping wedding professionals grow and scale their business. So I love doing that by helping you become more visible online, which is 
typically through reels. Um, and I also have a brand new course called Social 365, which is exactly what I taught today, which is just helping you to create anchor content and then to create all your other content from there. So it's actually a year of content already built out for you that you can just make your own and post. Um, and it's specifically for wedding professionals. So you can come find all of that over at brandyguard.com. And you can also come find me over on Instagram. I'm at brandygar really everywhere, but Instagram's really where I hang out the most. So, and I love being in my DMs. So if you hear this episode, I would love it if you would pop into my DMs and just tell me one thing you learned from it or just, hey, I loved listening. This was fun. I absolutely enjoy so much talking to people in my DMs. So I invite you to jump over there. And you're also on Clubhouse. I am on Clubhouse. Yes, I am on Clubhouse. I feel like I've scaled back a little bit on Clubhouse, yeah. but I'm still there every single Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time for the morning show for Wedding Pros. And um, we do that show every single day, every single weekday, but there's a guest host now um, all the other days except for Thursday. So we really, really, really have some incredible guest hosts. Like Alan Berg is one of our hosts. He's there the first and Love third it. Mondays of every month. And um, Kristen Weaver and um, Cece Todd. Like it's just a really fun um, show. So every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Love it. Brandy, thank you so much for being here with us. This is a crazy amount of information. I hope everyone goes to check out your course, follow you on Clubhouse and follow you on Instagram and just get to know you more as, as I have in the last couple of months, thankfully. Yeah, it's been so fun getting to know you. And thanks for having me, Renee. This was awesome. Well, friends, thank you for joining us for another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. You know that I find your time the most valuable resource that you have, and I always appreciate you sharing it with us. So we will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye-bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.